Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Breathing Room series today. Yeah, this is a shouting church, so you can go ahead and shout. Um, first of all, let me say this. We are still in the season of the move. We have about two more weeks here, and then we'll be out. Alright, so, stand in faith with us. God is doing amazing. Okay, so, be my guest. Um, let's start with the idea that... What I want to do today is conclude very strong on what we have been trying to establish. Um, if you can please make this guy more formidable, just a little bit more formidable. So we have been teaching on entering into God's rest. And it is important for you to know what that means. And we've used a whole month. Maybe this will probably be the eighth, you know, episode or thereabouts to bring you this idea. Um, I know that something great will come into your spirits this morning. I believe the Lord for clarity and understanding. For everyone who is here, in Jesus' name. So Jesus is inviting us to say, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. First of all, let's do this. I want to ask you to let me know what are the things that cause people to have anxiety in this world. What are the things that cause people to worry and be anxious and fret and be afraid and all of that, yeah? Lack. Hmm. Lack. Fear is what is happening. No hope. Okay? Fear of failure. Scarcity. Uncertainty. Awesome, yeah? Okay, so uncertainty. Okay. Brother... If I can you help? Anything. Ignorance. Yeah, that's that's a major yeah, that's a major part of source of fear. Chili. <laughs> okay, so we can we can we can make a list of all the things that cause people to be afraid, all the things that cause people to worry, lack, ignorance, you know, um, um, uncertainty and all of those things you make all of those lists right and the moment you do that I want you to make another list and in that list put their redemption okay on that new list just put redemption alright now the moment you are able to do that because what I want to do today is help you to realize how that, if, you, if you've got the one thing, you've got the rest. 
Alright, so you put on that list redemption. And then we will now use this episode to really again buttress the power, the essence, the su- that's the word, the superiority of redemption. So that the moment you see the superiority of redemption and you realize that you have received that redemption, then suddenly every other thing ceases to be a source of worry. Amen? So, that's what my assignment is today. I want to show you the superiority of redemption. And how that, if that checklist is already ticked on your box, then every other thing is, 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 is supposed to be settled. Praise God. But here's what happens many times. We are not so focused on the redemption. We are not so focused on who we are. It's not in our consciousness much. There's so much distraction. Now, let me, let me say this. You know, there's this polarity that exists. And I was, I was touching on that on Friday during my session in Port Harcourt. There's this polarity that seems to exist between the sacred and the material. The spiritual and the material. It looks like there are two different entities. Okay? So that we are sometimes feeling like we are in the middle of both entities. As a result, they tell you to close your eyes to pray. Why? Hey, what did they tell you in church? To close your eyes to pray so that what? Because it seems as though that there is something in this material world that you need to be separated from. Okay? So they ask you to close your eyes to pray. But what if you open your eyes to pray and you're still not distracted? What if you close your eyes to pray and you're still distracted? So it is the practice. It's not in the closing of the eyes or in the opening of the eyes. It is the practice of your God consciousness. Do you understand what I'm saying? That you are not consistent. A lot of people think that um, the material cannot carry the presence and the glory of God. It can. That's why Romans 1 and verse 18 to 21 now begins to tell you this. It says that if you can see the visible things that God made, those visible things have in them invincible qualities. The nature and the Godhead of, of, of the Father. Alright, such that, look at this, such that no man is with an excuse as to not knowing God. Follow me. That if you can see the visible things that God made, if you can see that tree, then it means that you have already seen an invincible signature of God marked in that tree. You cannot say you do not know God so long as you saw something visible that He made. The visible has signatures of the invincible so that man is without excuse. So that you cannot say, I don't know God. Well, did you see something He made? Yes, I did. Okay, if you saw it, then those visible things have invincible qualities that would leave you without an excuse as to not knowing God. In other words, what we are saying is that God will manifest Himself even using material things. 
Praise God forevermore. So we are saying in other words that you are not two different entities. You are one. One entity. And what is that entity? You are spiritual. Do you understand what I'm saying? People say things like we are spiritual having natural experiences. Rubbish. You are spiritual. You are spiritual. Full stop. Say amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are spirit beings having earthly experience. That's nonsense. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. The same way it doesn't make sense that you, you say that a, 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 a car in a garage, you know, is what? I don't know. God, do you understand? It doesn't make sense. So you say we are spirit beings having natural. It doesn't make any sense. You are one entity. Oh boy, this is good. If you, were to, if you were to leave earth right now, you are going to be one entity. You know, you're not going to start to learn how to float. Or how to disappear and appear. You're not going to have to learn that. It's one entity. So what, what's happening here is that many people are thinking, we are two different entities. There is the spirit me, and then there is the natural me. No, there is one you. One you. That one you in first stack is manifesting in first stack. Move you somewhere else, you still manifest. Move you somewhere else is one entity. Oh boy, how do I say this? You see, when people don't understand this reality, they are always, always trying to adapt into an environment. So when they move into a new place, the first thing you say, they, it will take you six weeks to adapt into the new environment, to understand your environment and all of that. Does it take the Holy Ghost six weeks to understand the environment? Oh boy, you're not talking to me this morning. Don't, wait, wait, wait. The Holy Spirit shows up in a new environment and then he has to take six weeks to learn the environment. His spirit, the moment he shows up, he knows all things. You see, because you are making that distinction, you are limiting yourself. There's something called discernment. The moment you show up and your eyes can go pop, 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 you know everything that's going on there. You're a spirit being. Say amen. amen. So we have received the superior already. Say this with me. I have received, I have received the, superior, the superior, the life of God. Life of God. So be my guest is... A conversation centered around Jesus' invitation for you to participate in the life of God. Imagine that I'm throwing an event and I give you an all-access pass. You know what an all-access pass means? It means you have access to everything. Imagine I was doing a concert. And I give Modupe all access pass. It means you can see what's going on backstage. You can see what's going on in the green room. In where? In the locker room. You can see what's going on everywhere. And then you are experiencing the same events that everybody is experiencing. But you have the benefit of hindsight, right? You have the benefit of the backstage, what's going on. In other words, you have the holistic experience. True or false? Awesome. The other thing that I want to say to you, because I'm, I'm, ah, boy, <laughs> woo, <laughs> woo, this is good. <laughs> All right, so you are here right now, okay, 
I imagine that some of you are sweating. Okay? You are in and out in this atmosphere. True of us. You're breathing the air here. We're not importing air from some place for you to breathe. You're breathing the air here. You're feeling the heat here. And I'm sorry for you for that. Okay? Um, whatever is in the ecosystem right now, you don't need to take permission. Or it does not need to take permission from you to have effect on you. True or false? You know why? You are in this environment. Let me tell you, you are right now not in Pretoria, South Africa. Right now, you are not in a co-hotel signature. You're not in, um, where again? You're not in Transcorp Hilton in the heart of London. You are in Amuwa Dauphin. <laughs> Breathing the air here. Alright? Feeling the heat here. Whatever is going on right now. Now, think about the fact then that scripture says that you have been born of God and you are now put in the ecosystem of Christ. So say this with me, I am in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Alright, so Christ Jesus, listen to this, is an ecosystem. It's a space. If I come into your room and the air condition is on. Do I need to take permission to feel the air condition? You, do you understand? Does the, do, do, does the AC need my permission to infiltrate me with? No. It just happens naturally. So the first thing that you need to understand is that you have been invited into an ecosystem. And this ecosystem is what we call Christ. You are in Christ. So look at this conversation. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Meaning, you come to me, you come into that ecosystem, and then I give you my rest. Right? Now, let me ask you, was he talking about house rent? Wait, 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 let's, let's start. Was he talking about house rent? Hey, church, talk to me. No, 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 don't say everything now. Alright, uh, there's something I want to do. Don't say everything now. Was he talking about house rent here? Yeah. No, 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 no. No. He wasn't talking about house rent. He wasn't even talking about your health. What's the rest that Jesus actually came to give? The one rest that he came to give us. Redemption. Thank you. Leave the other side. Leave it first. Leave it first. You are too wor- That's why Jesus said, this. why are you worried about these, all these things, leave those ones first. Let's talk about superior things. You understand? <laughs> Let's talk about big stuff first. Leave the small thing. See, eh, for the life of me, I'm going to keep helping you to realize that healing is the small thing. The world and the circumstances of life will, will make you believe that healing, 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 healing. Let's start, start with what he's talking about here. Come unto me, all ye that labor. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, upon you, and learn of you. For I am meek and lowly, and you will find rest for your soul. What do you think he's talking about? Jesus was not talking about resting you with regards to your healing, your house rent, your provision, your all of those things. No. He's talking about one thing. That you stop the labor that it takes to try to please God. That you stop the labor 
that it takes to try to get God's attention. That you stop worrying about trying to get God's attention or trying to please God and all of that. That you stop about that. So it says, come unto me and you will find rest. In other words, you will find that I have pleased God on your behalf. Can you say amen? amen? You will find that what I did was sufficient for you. So, what Jesus is saying here is, stop thinking to yourself that, wait, 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 wait. is God pleased with me? Is He happy? Does He like to see me? Does He enjoy my company? Stop all of that. Come unto me and you will find out that since God has accepted me, God has accepted you. It's the superior stuff. Okay, let me give you this so that you understand what I'm saying. It doesn't pro- what shall it profit a man? Listen, because many times these things need to really stick in your spirit. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world? He gained the whole world. He didn't need God to gain the whole world. He gained the whole world. No, no, no. Don't try to reduce it to what you understand. He gained the whole world. He did. So the more you keep making your relationship with God about your house rent, you keep losing out. Because somebody can do that without relationship with God. Oh boy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He gained the whole world. He did. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? He did gain the whole world. But it didn't mean he gained his soul. He's a soul. That one. That's what Jesus came for. Look at what I'm saying. So when he gained the whole world, he had the mastery. You know how you go to Harvard, the mastery, presence of mind, relationship keeping. You know all of those things. Be a good communicator. You know, be firm, be strong. You know, let you make sure your handshake is, is solid. You know, he had all of that to gain the whole world. But he didn't gain his soul. Ah, you with all that mastery can't gain your soul. You know why? You couldn't gain your soul for yourself. Redemption had to gain your soul. Say amen. Amen. So it is that, that's why Jesus came. He's the specialist in gaining souls. So until blood is shed, a sacrifice is made, the soul will be lost. You can have the power to gain the whole world and still lose your soul, your essence. But not him. Now the question is, can he buy your soul and not give you the whole world? Does he have what it takes? You see, that's the point. Does he have... So, let's, let's put things in perspective. There's something called the superior. That's what I came to show you today. There's something called the superior. Then, we now start to talk about the inferior. You know what has happened in church circles and amongst Africans especially? They have made the inferior the superior. And they have made the superior the inferior. 
So you have magnified healing so much that healing has now become bigger than the grace of Jesus that came to you at salvation. Then you wonder why it's very hard to receive. So, I wanted, I wanted to help you realize that you can actually gain the whole world without Christ. So Jesus came for the one thing that you can't gain without Him. And that's your soul. Now, if He came for the one thing that you can't gain without Him, does He not tell you that He came with a truckloads of the things that you can even gain by yourself. But the difference is that now you're going to gain those things from a place of rest. Because now you have the superior things. You can now have the other inferior things. Tell, say this with me. Money is inferior. Money. Hey, hey, shout it. I want you to shout it. I want you to shout it until it makes sense to your spirit. Say money is inferior. Money is inferior. No, 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 no. You're not saying it out loud. Say money is inferior. Money is inferior. Say this with me. Money is my slave. He does my bidding. He does my bidding. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the least thing. So when I give you the greater, I have given you the lesser. If I'm a weightlifter, okay, and I come into the room, and I, great, I go straight to the 100 kg, and like that, boom, boom, boom. I drop it. Boom. <laughs> Some of you are looking at me like, beauty. <laughs> All right? Then I come to the 20 kg. What do you think is going to happen? I come to the 10. What do you think is going to happen? Okay, I do the 100. Then I come to 80. What do you think is going to happen? Easy. Do you understand? Place priority where priority is. Let me tell you. Oh boy, thank you Lord Jesus. Let me tell you. For the life of you, for the rest of your days, you should be magnifying God that you are saved. You see, if you don't make a big deal out of this redemption, you're going to make a big deal out of nothing. Wow. Wow. If you don't make a big deal out of this redemption, nothing will be something to you. How is it, oh boy, brother, how is it that the president's son, out of Asorok, cannot command a traffic warden to do his bidding? Have you thought about it? The president's son, coming out of Asorok, will see a traffic warning and then will be afraid. My brother, will be afraid, will be shaking. Does he, is it possible? Impossible. Likewise, it's impossible for you, son of God, to show up and one stupid demon. But well, imagine if the president's son has memory loss. Yeah, <laughs> imagine if he has memory loss. I, where, he wakes up in the hospital. Where am I? I say, your president's son, eh. Memory loss all the time. That's what many believers have. Memory loss perpetually. Mm. Of who they are. Memory loss perpetually. They don't know. 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 So they are fretting over nothing. Because just stay in this consciousness. Can we say amen? Amen. So be my guest is something you say when you give someone 
permission to do or use something. Be my guest is something you say when you give someone permission to do or use something. So Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In other words, I give you permission to use my nature. I give you permission to my life. I give you access to all that I am. So write this down. How are we his guests? We've been invited to participate in the life of God. Say this with me. I am a participator. I can't hear you. I am a participator in the life of God. Say this with me. The life of God is a life of rest. I can't hear you. The life of God is a life of rest. Say this with me. I have been invited to participate in the life of God. Let me ask you a question. God can be caught sweating. You see how some of you looked up like... Imagine how serious. I say, NK, NK. Oh, you know. I say, look, sweetheart. God can be caught sweating. And I'm serious. What will you do? You say this one. If you really realize that I'm actually very serious, you start pitying me. <laughs> say, hey, aha. Village people. They've done it again. <laughs> like I'm really serious. I say, God can sweat. You see how you are laughing? You see how you're laughing? It's ridiculous. But then, the moment I put your name there, you, you, you become serious. You'll be like, yes, I can sweat. Me, me I can sweat. You understand? In fact, I said sweating already. <laughs> but the moment I tell you, God can sweat, no matter how serious I am about it, at some point, you're going to begin to look at me and think, Okay. <laughs> Let's call some help. Yabalet or where else. <laughs> Do you understand? But guess what? The reason why is that you have seen God Almighty, but you have not seen God in you. You see Him as a different entity from you. He is God and I'm me. Do you understand? He's God, then I'm me. You don't understand what it took him for him to leave the throne in heaven, come and take part in what we were experiencing. It wasn't so that he can take part and have a pity party with us and say, yeah, don't worry, it will be well. No, it was to pull us up to his level so that it said about you, I am seated together with Christ Jesus. You understand? Benita, you are seated together with the governor. You are still begging for small chops. You are seated together with the governor. I'm I'm, I'm even going far in this our country. You seated together with even the the local government chairman. There's much of give me much of your 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 the help you need is not from here. It's divine help. You need divine intervention. We should fast and pray for you for 60. There is something that happens when you are around authority. 
and power. There's something that happens to you. Suddenly, you can't stop anywhere anymore. Suddenly, you can't just, you know, suddenly, there's something that happens to you when you're around power. The, the mindset of begging ceases. Yes, sir. Suddenly you are out there also using authority. Say, I've now been transmitted into you. So it says everything that goes with the light of pleasing God has been miraculously given to you. In other words, suddenly now, okay, you now please God. God is now pleased with you. Say this with me, that's the greater. That's the greater. Go oh, shout it out loud. Say, that's the greater. That is greater. Say this with me. God is pleased with me. God is pleased with me. Hey, how many of you know that that's greater than having a million naira in your account? Yes, sir. Hey, church, how many of you know that? How many of you know that that's greater than, you know, um, that you're the pleased? How many of you know that? The fact that God is pleased with you is greater than anything you can ever think about. That's the reason why scripture can say someone can gain the whole world and lose his soul. Why is he losing his soul? God is not okay. But you start from the from the greatest. Okay? You start from the superior. God is pleased with me. Now I can gain the whole world. And this is a lot of those people that say, just take the whole world and give me Jesus. <laughs> just take the whole <laughs> and give me Everybody has the same story of rat to riches. 
you, you know how you try? You try by revelation. Hallelujah. You try by revelation of who you are. The days of getting are over. These are the days where sons of God will stand with boldness and declare who they are. I hear what I'm saying. Yeah. So now see how we see how it works. We don't have a new gospel. However, hey, 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 hey. We don't have a new gospel. However, our gospel cures me. We don't have a new gospel. However, our gospel means me. But our gospel is not new to you. We are new to you. So we don't go with we go with your sins are forgiving. Then we find the sick, we heal them. Yes, <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? We go with your sins are forgiving. We find the lame, we make them walk. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? You are participating, participating in the life of God. In the life of God. Let me tell you something. By just being conscious of this, I have, I have seen the supernatural happen to the the fact that those of you who are you, you knew that something took those people, you knew, you knew, you could tell that something took those Don't worry. By the time we finish, the glory of God. How many tell even gave you to pray? You will need to start praying in other form. And well, well, all the sessions I have attended, I did not see one prayer set from one. By the time we are done. Attention, because this is going to bless you. 
Therefore, let us be diligent to enter into that rest. Let anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Look at what I've, I've been sharing with you. Jesus invited you to be his guest by participating in the life of God. If you cannot imagine God sweating, then you cannot imagine yourself sweating. Now what I want to also tell you is that what God brought to you in Christ Jesus is redemption. Redemption. We must come to the place where we magnify redemption. The Bible talks about you being fellow citizens of the household of God. Household of God. Household of God. So we must start to magnify what God himself magnifies. Have you ever thought about it? This is inevitable. You see, one of the issues that we have as a people is that we have used to do life from the perspective of God himself. Please priority on the things you please priority on. Magnify the things that you magnify. You see how easy your life will go. What am I saying? If neighbors 2021 was that important, there should be a way that will carry it out of here. Never thought about that? There should be a way that will carry it out of this. Neighbor 2021. It was that important. Banana Island. Around the mansion. There must be a way that will carry it out of here. I'm not saying that our people do stupid things like very somebody in time. You can do it that way. You can avoid that stuff. Very somebody in time is going to put you know. That's what I'm saying. You understand? You can be stupid enough to bury somebody inside a whatever you want to bury me. He did not go with that stuff. You put it in the ground. Dig the ground after 50 years, you will find it there. It will probably be decayed. If it was that important, it would have made it go with The reason why you can't go with it is because it's not right. Yes, sir. You know why? If you need to go with what is important. So, Pioli, are you not saying that are you not saying that we don't need it? Are you not saying that it's not necessary? No, it's necessary. But we don't give it too much importance. It's necessary for here. Let me say this to you. Look at me. For me, life is not vanity. Never. Choose your conclusions carefully. Paul lived on this same head. Checking out from this same head, he said, I have come in good fight. I have made my thoughts. I have kept it. He said, He was vanity. Because life for the believer is not vanity for vanity. You hear people say things like, Ah, she went to school and she does things to show that you did, and then she just went. Oh, babe. 
oh, there's nothing in this life, you know. There's nothing in this life, you know. There's nothing in this life. What you're saying that there's actually something in this life for me. Yes, sir. But I understand that it's for you. I don't give you more than you want to understand. It's for this place and that place. It is because of how I treat it, I can get it easy. Mm. Because I don't give it too much importance. It's for this place. Do you understand what I'm saying? The real stuff was given to you on the platter of God. This is your redemption. Now listen, this is ticket into the life of God. Access. Everything you can envision that God did, you can do. Mm-hmm. Let me say it. Mm-hmm. Everything that you see that God did, you can do. Everything. By name, man, you can release the problem. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When we lay hands, hey, 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 Jane. When you lay hands on the sick, if the kidney is not there, it can be created. Yes, oh boy, yes, do you understand what you see? You are participating in the life of God. Don't you understand? Whatever you can do, you can do. God is creating. You are creating. You are participating in the life of God. What it means that you are coming to the same ecosystem where God is. You are breathing His air. You're living this life. Are you, are you get what I'm saying? Imagine, okay, let, let's put it like this. You go into a room, it's all serenaded, the air is fresh, you know, there's an air freshener. You know, you're, you're literally breathing that life in that You are in God. You're breathing His life. Yes, you're living His very essence. You understand? Listen, I'll It is not leftovers. It's the real thing. You are not of the people who eat the crumbs that fall on the cake. No, yeah. you have the bread. Yes, we don't beg for crumbs. Say, Lord, if you okay, if that was still, you know, we don't set you for the second day. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have the best. You know, some of you read your Bible, then you see, and what the crumbs, you know, say, oh Lord, even if it's the crumbs, oh Lord, just the crumbs will be sufficient for me. What? You have the whole bread. Yes, sir. You have the whole bread. So, yeah, once you cannot imagine something being part of life, Yes, mm. participating in the life of God. And listen, let me tell you something. Many of you think that this participation is going to happen when you get to heaven. No! Mm. You know what, brother? If this thing was for when you get to heaven, the moment God said, Jesus is just going to kill Yes, now. So that you can go and enjoy it. You know, because the idea came... Okay, the idea was to save you and get you to heaven, right? Okay. So the moment you just get saved and we are sure that that's done, just take you out. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do that, you know what? He didn't do that, you know what? Because he wanted you to bring that same 
You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will see eye sockets created from people's eyes. It's participating in the life of God. People will draw. Some of you are, and that's the one that I want you to do. You know that's the one that I want you to When we take scripture, and we make it a position of you, we say, okay, we can talk about He's just telling us how God lived, how God, you know, how Jesus lived, how he, you know, the things he did, just to show you that he's God. No, it's to show you that you are God. Aye, aye, aye. To show you that you are born of God. And as he is, so are you. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. You understand? Yes, it's sir. not to show you who he is. It's to show you who he is that you have become because of what Jesus did. saying purely tread carefully now tread carefully tread carefully there's a thin line this <laughs> let me show you this scripture hebrews chapter number four and verse 12 i'm starting to read from the store i want there's this reality that i really want to drive into your spirit and i'm going to show you from here it says let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest 
lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Look at verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Look at verse 13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. Say this with me. There is no creature, is no creature hidden from his sight. From his sight. Say it one more time. There's no, I want you to say it with boldness. Say there is no creature, is no creature hidden from his sight. In Sunday school, what, did, what does that mean? God is watching you. There's no creature hidden from his sight. His eyes are on you. He sees you. When you steal from that store, he's watching you, what you did last night. The Lord, there's no creature hidden from his sight. That's actually a backward way to render that scripture. The good way to render it is, there's no creature hidden from his sight, meaning he knows what he puts in you. Oh, you didn't hear that. Let me say it again. He knows what he puts. Okay, let me give you an example. There's no creature hidden from his sight. Mercedes created E something something. E. How many of you are Mercedes fans here? Come on now. Come on now. Come on. Just talk now. I mean, you are now you're a Mercedes fan. Which one do you like? Huh? GL, which one? 450. Ah! You're my guy! <laughs> have you heard of the Brabos? Okay. So let's talk about GL 450 now. So GL 450 created by... Mercedes. Then you take the GL to the Mercedes company because it probably has a fault and you say fix it. And then the moment it parks into the Mercedes company, the Mercedes owner is surprised. Ah, what is this? <laughs> ah! Hey, what? What is this? Then you now start to explain to him, well, it's not starting well. Eh? It's not what? That creature, that thing that was made, is not hidden from the sight of the owner. In other words, he knew what he created it to be able to do. He knew how he created it to function. This is the upward growth mindset way of looking at it. Not, my eyes are on you. You are constantly thinking, hey, hey, I may not fail. Hey, these eyes are watching me. No, it is that I put in you something that you are supposed to manifest. I know my creation. Yeah. I know you. No creature is hidden from his sight. In other words, no creature, alright, that he does not know what he put inside you. So it's easy for Mercedes to fix Mercedes, alright, because Mercedes made Mercedes. And Mercedes created Mercedes, so it's easy for Mercedes to fix Mercedes back to shape. When he has put that car in the garage. He's going straight for what is wrong. He knows even how to do the, um, the scan to check what's wrong. And the moment something is missing, he's not saying, Huh? What is this? He just goes to where he put it, brings out the, and just fixes it, and moves on. No creature is hidden from his sight. You know what that is also saying? Hey, hello. It's a good thing 
that you're not hearing from his sight. Oh boy, I'm about to say something. Say good thing. You know why? The Lord is gracious. The Lord is kind to me. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is kind to me. So if I'm not hearing from his sight and he loves me, you reveal to me all that I need to know about myself. So that I can walk in the same light as he is who I, I am. Hello, church. Hey, church. There's a forward way of looking at that scripture. And that there's no creature that is hidden from his sight. He says, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Do you know that there's no day that you're going to show up before God and you say, uh, who is this? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know you. Remind me, who are you? No, every time you show up, and that's why it's important that the right person is pointing to you. Because every time you show up before him, he's constantly telling you, Ah, Gideon, Gideon was saying, Who am I? I said, Ah, mighty man of valor, get up and he's just he's not see ah, but you don't understand. He feels the feeling of your infirmity, but he's not in a pity party. God will never have a pity party with you. He will feel what you're feeling. But the feeling that he's feeling is to bring you out. Not to sit down and mourn with you. Mourn, God. (laughs) If God's life is free from mourning, your life should be free from mourning. I'm showing you your participating in the life of God. The days are coming. And clearly, the days are coming. When if a need arises, we will disappear. Some of you are thinking, wow. if I'm in Boko around this thing, and they catch me, look at the thoughts, look at the thoughts, primary school, elementary school thoughts. If they catch me and they say, deny Jesus, I'll just deny him quickly. Then, then um, the moment I deny him, I'll say, Lord, you know my heart, you know my heart, I didn't really deny you. Wow. Lord, you see my heart, I didn't really deny you, but just so that I can leave, what if you disappear? Hi. Hi. Okay, Hi. let me talk to these guys. Ma. Sir, you are partaker of the life of God. What if they want to hit you and you just become invincible? <laughs> then they will say it's just. You have known. You have, they've been told. You've been told that just you can do it. Have you not been told that just you? They want to cut them. They are saying, who are invincible? Then he comes out to this side and he's, he's laughing. <laughs> he says, hey, then you turn. And he's not there. <laughs> Isn't that what happens? Don't you know that happens? Uh, you, what you have... What you have not realized is that it happens through you. And guess what? Those other ones might be fake. You have the real one. Why is it that your only thought is, I'll deny him, then come and accept him? Why not, if they they try it, if they try it, I'll just disappear. Then slap them from the back. (laughs) And I'll be very wicked. Give them a hot slap that they can't recover from. From the back. I say, who do, you, do you know who you want to kill? Hi. These things we are saying, it's not just... The, the Bible says they were written for your learning. So that you can observe, read the manual. Read who you are. That's a low level of living. Let me, just, let me just deny, but the Lord, you know, you know. And what if they can't even touch you? Oh, because some of you are looking at me and saying, P.O.D. 
Three times they wanted to kill Jesus. Three times. How many of you know? Three times. First time he walked in their midst. They are carrying stones. They are carrying stones. They wanted to stone him. The Bible says he walked in their midst. And they didn't see him pass. As he is. Stop doing church. Stop doing church. That's the problem. Stop doing church. Stop playing church. Do you understand what I'm saying? Stop playing church. Stop doing religion. Stop it. Stop it. Religion. When you come to church, it is to participate and learn about the life of God. The other time, they say, where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? What a killing. They had already carried their knives and their guns and everything. And then they say, where is Jesus? And Jesus said, I am he. Three times they fell backwards. I am he. Ah. Come and catch me. I am he. The moment he says it, they're going to... Ah. For them to be able to touch the Son of God, he had to disable things. Oh, you didn't hear me. Hey! He had to disable functions. That's why I tell you, it was intentional that he died. Do you understand? They didn't arrest him. They didn't kill him. The Bible says he laid down his life. They didn't kill him, kill him, find him to kill. Can you arrest the wind? Where will you see the wind to arrest? First time, I am he. Everybody. Second time, I am he. Ah, I am he who you are seeking. Arrest me. They can't. Then Peter, I'm of flesh. Peter, not a year word. I'm a flesh guy. Carry sword. Yeah. Cut up here. Jesus said, hey, put that sword back in its place. Then he went on to say, if I needed help, hey, hey, he said, if I needed help, you know, one call away and there will be legions of angels. This is what Jesus knew. That's why he couldn't fret. If I say one word, angels will come swooping this place. In other words, Jesus knew something else that some of us are not aware of. Once I call, he hears me. Some of you, in your mind, you are not begging. But in reality, you go into the presence of God in begging mood. You are saying boldly, but inside your heart is begging mood. Jesus knew something. He said, Peter, put this thing back. I don't need it. If I wanted armed forces, <laughs> if I wanted armed forces, if I wanted to show off one call, and there will be angels. He said, a legion. You don't understand. It's our boy. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. God's response to the believer is always an overkill for the east. You know what a legion is? The Bible says one, one, one angel, one, one angel. You know what one angel can accomplish? Then they now send a legion. How many were they? The people that came to arrest Jesus, how many were they? <laughs> it's like using a hammer to kill a fly. <laughs> Just send one, a swoop of legions of angels over the field. For how many people? If you want to check, they were not up to 140. Go and study about what one angel can do. There were only two that were sent to Sodom. Go and ask Sodom. Only two. Two. Two, my brother. Two. In the whole city. This whole Lagos. 
this whole Lagos too. In, in less than 50 seconds. They have wiped out the entire city. <laughs> now you are asking for a legion for 144. You just want to give grace. And I decree and declare. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That from this series. By the power of God's spirit. You are going to be put into shame. Things that were sent to put you to shame. You are going to be put into open disgrace. Things that were sent to make you look stupid. Amen. Say this with me. The life of God is in me. The life of God is in you are participating in the God life. As he is. So are you in this world. Let me tell you. Those, those things will, have, will start having new meaning. Not just cliche. God cliche. You know. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. They talked about John G. Lake. Mm. Glory to God. You see, I'm preaching all my heart. All my heart and my soul is in this message. They talked about John G. Lake and the the Bolian plague in South Africa. They said the thing was killing like what we don't know. Was killing everybody comes in contact with. Take the person out. John G. Lake happened to be in South Africa at the time. And so he told them, apparently he was the only one that could touch those who had been infected and heal them. So they asked him, they said, how is it that this thing is not having any effect on you? He told them, come, come, come. So they came. He said, put it on my hand, the disease. They put it on his hand. He said, put it under the microscope. They noticed that the moment it touches his body, he dies. I shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. By adventure, you eat any deadly poison. It shall by no means harm you. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, you know the worry and the threat that even goes, if you live in this system, many things will worry you. You go for party or you want to go and have a good time you are worried that they, just because you are important, they want to poison your drink. Now you see, I'm not saying that you should be carefree, but there is a carefree that you have when you are conscious of who you are in Christ. Yes, sir. You'll not be thinking, ah, oh, who wants to poison? Ah, go ahead. <laughs> poison away. You understand? I say, this is your life, oh. Poison away. We shall drink deadly poison. They won't harm me. This was something that was said in Jesus' time. Paul came and proved it. Practically. It was on the island, on the sheep wreck, right? That scattered. True or false? He scattered. It was by happenstance that he found one wood and then got to shore. When he got to shore in the island of Malta, the Bible says as they were sitting around the fire, a scorpion, a viper, came out of the woods of the fire and fastened itself on Paul. So everybody, in fact, the first thing that the people, the bystanders, bystanders, first thing that they were saying, bystanders, what they were saying is, this guy is under a curse. They are following him. Then they were observing the guy, waiting for him to swell up and die. What did Paul do? Life of God. He shook off the beast into the fire. We are shaking things off. We are shaking things off. We are shaking things off. 
Listen, I'm preaching under the influence of the Holy Ghost. I said, we are shaking things off. We are shaking things off like, like nothing. Nothing. Do your, do your worst. We are shaking things off. You see Paul, get up. I said, hey, 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 hey. He beat me up. Some of you ladies, you need special deliverance. <laughs> special. No, you don't need. Cockroach. You're wondering what's happening here. But. Hmm? The Lord bless our sisters. Amen. Everything. Thank God we are not of the stock that think that everything was sent. But, but, but at night. It was when I grew up that I realized that bats actually, is it day blind? Yeah. Day blind, right? So the only time they fly is at night. <laughs> you understand? You, you, you can't see in the day. So their natural habitat is darkness. They are not witches. <laughs> they are not wizards. <laughs> and even if they were, I was telling somebody, in Canada two days ago. Because I've told you this thing. It was after I had that conversation. I, 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 my heart became heavy. I'm closing now. I've told you this thing. This thing is not about getting tickets and going to Canada. It's not. This guy shook the thing off into the fire. Why? He has the life of God in him. And you say, Amen. Amen. So when he says, No creature is hidden in his sight, stop thinking about it from the downward spiral. From the, Hey, your sins shall find you out. Take off it from, He knows what he put in me. And it's coming out. Then the next thing you say is, I know who I am. And who I am is coming out. Because no creature is hidden in his sight. He knows that if you, if you ever get yourself, you know, oh boy, I saw something this morning, and I was just, you know, revising my notes. Even if, you did something and it was your fault. You're still not blamable. Okay. It's quietness now. And you shout amen. amen. Now, let's finish. Verse 14. Hebrews 4. It says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. 16. Look at this. Let everybody read it together. I want to go. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy 
and find grace to help in time of need. Now, I want to show you something very quickly as I begin to close. Eh? I want to show you something very... Are you enjoying this? Put Hebrews 4 and verse 1. Quickly. Hebrews 4, 1. Put it on the screen. Let's read together. I want to go. He says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise of being left us, of entering his rest, any of you should, co- should seem to come short of it. Put verse 16. Let us therefore what? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Stop. Before verse 16, did you now see that that conversation about entering God's rest changed to we have a high priest? And that because you have a high priest, come boldly. It's the same chapter. Starts with, let us therefore enter. Then it goes to verse 11. Put verse 11. Is it verse 11 or verse? Put, quick, quick, quick. 11, I think. Let me check, let me check. I'm excited. What, 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 what? Verse 11. Uh, really, really, really. It says, let us therefore what? Labor, therefore to enter. Uh-huh. The same example of unbelief. Then the next thing he starts to talk about is your high priest. Wait, high priest is for what? Is high priest for atonement or is high priest for needs? Hey, talk, 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 quick, quick. Don't, don't, don't. Quick, quick, quick. Remember what we've been talking about. Is high priest for atonement or needs? Which one is lesser, needs or atonement? So needs is buried in atonement. If you get atonement, needs sorted. Is healing greater than salvation? So if you get salvation, what did you get? Okay, is righteousness not bigger than your money? Is it not bigger than your needs? So if you have righteousness, don't you have your needs met? He was talking about entering this rest and he starts showing you high priest. High priest now atonement conversation. And if you have atonement, you have healing. Don't put the cart before the horse. Stop magnifying things that are supposed to save you. That are supposed to be your slave. You see the problem, eh, sir, ma? You have not made a big deal out of this redemption. Sometimes you people think we are talking about it too much. The P.O.D. talk something else now. Give us, give us, give us, <laughs> give us mathematical formula. Give me seven keys to, to prosperity. If you want that, go to Harvard. They are good. We are participating in the life of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? I am participating. You wake up in the morning. Today I'm participating in the life of God. If I were you, with, with all these things you're learning, the moment you see a sick, you will rush. You will rush. I'm going to pray for them. God, please, can I, can I, <laughs> this life is too, can I give you some part of, some part of my, the life of God in me? Let me give you a testimony that the, that the Adeboe was sharing. That a lady was told that she had breast cancer. Hmm? And then they cut off the breast because of the cancerous cell. Hands were laid on her 
declarations were made over her, a new breast came out. You see, people don't understand what we're talking about. You don't. We're not stuck. We're not stuck. Brother, you are not stuck. In the natural life, you're not stuck. So what if they find something in your body? So what? The fear is that, ah, I'm stuck. You're not. Listen, listen. Things can be reversed. Happenings can be reversed. And if you are God's ambassador there, you say, I don't like this news, I reverse it. Let me ask you a question. Everybody, look at me. Please, I'm, 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 I'm landing this plane. Don't you know when you don't like a report that you heard? Hello? How many of you know when you don't like a report that you heard? Somebody calls you now and says, Somebody, hey, hey, hey. Don't you know when you don't like a report? You know what you do? Reverse it. And it stands reversed. Period. Do it again. And again. Some of you do it first and say it did not work. So it doesn't work. Ah. Do it again. A lady came to my house. She just had a baby. She had an accident. And she was, she was, her ankle broke. She's a believer. So she was saying, I said, how long has this been on? She said, well, it's going to two years now. I said, are you, are you standing on who you are in Christ? She said, yes, but sometimes it gets tired. Mm. And I said to her, if I told you that there's a high barricade, big, thick fence, and then right inside that barricade is a million dollars. It's yours. So long as you can break that barricade. It will take you six months to break the barricade. Let's assume it's like the chariots of, you know, the wall of Jericho. It will take you six months to break. Let me ask you, in six months, will you get tired? Maybe, maybe I'm talking to very chilled people here. You know six months, you get tired. No, no, no. If you break down that wall, you take the money. It's all yours. Two million dollars. The way I'm looking at you people's eyes. Forget it. The look. I'm, see all these people. Now, Joro eyes. Everybody. They are just saying, P.O.D., what are you talking about? Yet it even take two years. Two years. So long as I can see that I'm making progress. And the, this wall is going to fall one day. And that money is mine. Two years. You, you climb it. You find it. Anything. My dear brothers and sisters. So I told her. I said. This life is available to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? This thing is something we paid for for you. And guess the, the next level that we are getting into. Instant healing. You touch, it's healed immediately. We don't say go home, come back, check. You would, I touch, it's healed, Amen. and it happens immediately. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, There's a guy who has a ministry of raising the dead. He started with one. Eh? If he prays for ten dead, only one will rise. But that's 10% out of 100. True of us. Then he moved and then he started getting two. Then he moved three. Then he moved five. 
until he got to nine. Then ten out of ten. That's what you should surround yourself with. Stories of people who are living the life of God. Stories of people who are participating in the life of God. This is your life. And you say amen. And you say amen. So you see how that scripture starts with enter the rest and then ends with come boldly to the throne of grace. And in between it shows you you have a high priest. This high priest is for eternal salvation. And if you have eternal salvation, you have money. Can we say amen? amen. Have you been blessed this morning? Yes, sir. I want to stop here. God is gracious and kind to me. Say it with me. God is gracious and kind to me. Kind to me. Say it again. God is gracious and kind to me. Say it one more time. God is gracious and kind to me. I want to show you one more scripture. One. Just one. Psalm 33. 13 to 15. I'll read to you from the ERV. ESV rather. Glory to God. The ESV, Psalms 33, 13. It says, The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of men. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all, and observes all their deeds. Let's look at it again. The Lord looks down from heaven. What does he see? He sees all the sons of men. In the sons of men, I told you how Mercedes knows their products. In the sons of men, what does he see? Men, men, or supernatural beings. Start participating in the life of God. Can I tell you practically how to do that? Hmm? Exercise your dominion. Speak things as you believe them. As you know them to be. Not as they seem. As you know them to be. Declare things as you know them to be. Talk about your realities in Christ. More than the realities of your needs. Make bold your confessions of faith. Be radical about it. Don't apologize for it. Sometimes if you have to shout, shout. Sometimes in quietness and confidence. But whatever it is, you're partakers of the life of God. Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus has doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hellwebblueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.